0: Do we have to feel guilty for doing something fun? Are we supposed to be expected to do only good all the time? Underlined. On the same vein, are we meant to strive to a specific level? Must I compare myself to Robertson Kanievsky? That's not fair. What level should I strive to be? if I don't see myself ever on that level. So similar question, right? Should we deal with this question? Do I have to be Miss Perfect? Is that the question? What determines if something is wrong? If it's not halachically wrong, but it just is considered wrong? That's part of wanting to be perfect. I want to be perfect. I don't know what's wrong. What considers something to be wrong? And finally, can you be a good Jew if you do bad things? Yeah. Obviously not, but I don't mean things that are halachically bad, but things like watching bad movies. Can you watch bad movies and still be a Rebison Kanievsky? Did Rebison Kanievsky watch movies? No, but maybe she just didn't have any TV to watch. If she did, would she still be able to be who she was? Okay. What's this question? Anyone? What? What do we need to answer? Yeah. Um, like, how do you know what your level is that you should be doing, and like, what's beyond you or below you? Right. I'm reading the next question over. here, Someone else. What do we know? How do we know if we fulfilled our kit? That right. What's demanded of you? Or otherwise put, what are we expected in today's generation? Like, similar question. If there's something in your life which does, you don't really want to change, what should you do? Not a bad area, just you don't feel like you want to change. Okay. What else can we add to this question? Is this a question that bothers anyone else? Yeah? What, also means to be good? what does it mean to be good? Right. Don't you know what it means to be good? Do you have a question? Uh, uh, it's fine not to know, but I'm just asking oh, in general. Difference. So that's the issue. The issue is what's considered good versus what terror considers good? Obviously, there's like a. Uh, people feel that there's a difference. Or. Okay. Yeah. There's like four mitzvahs in the Torah about how to kill people if they do bad things. And that's, like right now, we wouldn't consider that something good. Okay, one so You're taking a totally different direction mm-hmm. then. Okay.
1: I'm, I'm, that's
0: fine, I'm just saying, it's no, a completely different question.
1: Like most, most, of the Torah, most of the stuff in the Torah is based on, you know, like, principal values.
0: Right, but the Torah says, uh, just if you see an Amalekhi, just kill them. Every man, yeah. woman, and child randomly. Yeah, that's
1: not really good.
0: Right. Okay, so let's leave that for another time. Okay. It's a great topic, obviously. But Yeah. Yeah.
1: like, non-Jewish books, and then they think to themselves, okay, so now I'll read, like, Jewish books, but then it's, like, um, should I even be spending my time like, doing this, like, why am I just doing better, like, if you feel like you need to just keep, like, going up a level, at what point is it, like, not sustainable, and, like, like, at what point is it, like, normal, like, to be pushing yourself, and at what point is it, like, because you can just keep pushing yourself to no end. Right,
0: way. so is it a question of where am I pushing myself to and what am I trying to be? Yeah. What are we trying to be? Right? You're not going to be a Rabbiton Kanyevsky, primarily because that's not your name. Unless you marry someone who's got that name. But if you don't, done. So you have to be Rabbiton, whoever you are. So what does that mean? Yeah. I to
1: what? Let's say, let's say someone has a, a ducept non Someone has what? Someone's reading a non and then you're like, hey, I'm gonna try to be better, I'm gonna just kind of start over reading Jewish books, but they don't enjoy it as much. Uh, <coughs> something that's enjoyable to them, like is that, like, like how, do you, how do you either, like, you know
0: what? So what if you like non-Jewish books, or non-Jewish music, or non-Jewish anything, and you want that Dafka because it gives you more satisfaction. Yeah. Right, okay? Just take one or two more and then move on, yeah. Just raise the volume. Watching like things
1: that, okay, because like you're
0: allowed to or whatever, but you're
1: not allowed to according to Judaism, and then like, and then like, does that like automatically like make you... Bad. Yeah,
0: bad. Is this, are you guys asking the same question as this over here? Is it wrong to accept secular things like movies and internet, etc.? Some people do accept it, others look down on it, and people accept it, who's right or wrong. But
1: no, it's not like accepting it and then like, oh, we're accepting the internet, but we're going to use it only for good things. Like, we're not using it only for good things, but like, does that make...
0: Is it wrong to watch bad? movies? Is that a question? Obviously it's wrong.
1: Is that title... You Let's
0: mean? narrow down the questions. we we'll to narrow down. What's the, what's the question? What would you say? Does okay. it make you bad? Does it make you bad to watch them? Yeah. Good. Okay. Great. Yeah.
1: Are coming from the direction of where the school is putting us, in, meaning like they're saying it's absolutely wrong to, even have to listen to non-Jewish music or or to watch non-Jewish things or doing things that happens to some parents allow and whatever. And I
0: think some people are completely, um, completely. Which means you want to watch some of that stuff?
1: No, it's not, sometimes it's also more enjoyable, like to read, read up. Harry Potter than to read
0: a uh, halacha book. I'm saying. Forget a, a a nice good storybook written by um, whatever. Just,
1: I'm saying, uh, just like. Think, yeah. It's a problem,
0: right? We only have a small uh, um, population of people to draw talent from. They have uh, like h- thousands of times more talent
1: yeah, but there's also just by the amount like, of people. Right.
0: Right. Right. What's wrong with that? Okay. Yeah. Um, like, who said we
1: ever like, we have to be reverent? Like, what's, what's wrong with just being
0: like you, a
1: good person?
0: Like. Right. Good. Okay. La- fine, last. one. Yeah, and then we'll move on. Yeah.
1: I mean, <coughs> um, there's like definitely the perspective where um, like if I think of if I think that okay, what I'm doing right now is is wrong, like, and you can acknowledge that, right? But it maybe it may, it's not wrong. Maybe it's not, like not the best I could be doing. Um, I feel like there's. It's hard not to get stuck in like the loop of, oh, um, oh. I've I've tried. I've tried. Right. And I'm finding it very hard. And let's say like, you relapse a bit, or or you feel like, because it wears you down. Like let's say let's say someone decides they're not going to read your books out, and then they, but, and. Maybe, like, they try to replace it, but it's, like, the lack of, I don't know, mental stimulation from, like, good books, let's say, right? Right. And then they feel so like... So it's a
0: general it's problem we have, that Jewish it, books but, are not as stimulating as yeah. non-Jewish <laughs> yeah. stuff. If I'm going
1: to be bad, then I'm just gonna, That's it. Like, whatever. Right. Like, you know, and not end up... Okay, fine.
0: Last one, then we move on. Yes? the general uh, question is
1: that a lot of times we know that something is wrong, a book, music, whatever. We, like, know whether we admit it or not that it's not what we should be doing but we still do it so then you're like stuck in the loop of like like you, you like want to keep pushing yourself to better but you know that you can't or you can't like sustain right. it or whatever. okay
0: very good insight so let me just first begin with this uh Zusha of you heard of him Zusha of anipali said one of his big lines that he said when i get to heaven remember this one no one's gonna ask me Zusha why weren't you like Avraham Avinu why weren't you like Moshe Rabbeinu why weren't you you know one of these holy holy people no one's gonna say that you know what they're gonna ask me when i get to heaven they'll say Zusha why were you not Zusha that's what they'll say they want to know why were you not Zusha in other words Do you need to be a Rebbetzin? No. I mean, yeah, because, God willing, you have a family, you have people who rely on you, etc. Rebbetzin, Rebbe, is acronym, Reish B'nai Yisrael. You on some level become the head of the people who are following you, the children and the other people who are learning from you. Rebbetzin is the same idea, but the point is, be you. Don't be anybody else, be you, you don't need to be, you need to learn from other people, look at other people, emulate them, say wow, they have good qualities and incredible things, but nobody has the life that you have. You are unique to your life. Now that's a super important thing to realize, right? That Judaism is not the same without you, so it needs you, okay? And that's an important idea. First of all, let's look at this, right? So there's a puzzle, not a puzzle, with a name. What's the name of a Jew, right? A Jew is called. Let's see if this works. Nope. Okay, I won't write it down. Can you um, press that Just
1: press
0: the button in the bottom right corner.
1: Bottom right, oh, right. corner. And then press. Uh, home home. Oh, oh. Right. Press oh. bar. what? Uh, bottom left. Uh, bottom left. Yeah, that one. Oh right left, right? This one? There, and, then and then you press then
0: the cross cross white white board. Board. Very cool. Okay. Sra L. That's what Jews are called. Yisrael. What does Yisrael stand for? It's an acronym. Okay. Very important acronym. Yesh. Shishim. Reboy. La Torah What does that mean? There are 600,000 letters in the Torah If you open up Torah, right, there's letters Every single nuance of those letters matters If one letter is missing one insy weensy teeny little dot even like, you know, the Aleph has to have a little pintele, a little thing on top of it. If one letter is missing anything, like it's stuck, it's cut in any way, the whole entire Torah is possible. Out. When Hashem made the Jewish people, every Jew is a letter in the Torah. Or otherwise, some ink in the Torah, because that's what Yisrael means. You are a letter in the Torah. Without you, the entire Torah is possible. Do you believe that? What would the Torah be missing if you weren't you? Nothing, right? Because if they weren't Rashi or the Rambam big problem. Can you imagine there were no Rashi? That just wouldn't be the same Torah. But if they weren't you what would we be missing? Nothing, right? Wrong. One letter in the Torah, one tiny little thing, and the whole entire thing is missing. How did Moshe Rabbeinu become Moshe Rabbeinu? Hashem was looking for a leader, right? How did He choose Moshe Rabbeinu as a leader? What was the one defining act of Moshe that led Him to become a leader? Remember? Right, but it was one specific story. The sheep. There was one lamb that got lost. What did Moshe do? He went and followed that lamb, chased that lamb till he found it, and then he saw that the little lamb was a sweetie. What he wanted was a drink of water. And so Moshe helped him get the drink of water and then took him back. He didn't scream at him, why would you leave everybody else? Why would you cause us a problem? He just went and dealt with that lamb and Hashem said, good, you are going to be the leader of the people of Israel because you understand and appreciate everyone. So. A Jew is not a statistic. It's not about, what are the statistics of what we got? It's not a statistic. Every single Jew is, and this is the important part, every Jew is a chilek eloika mima'al mamish. What does that mean? A part of Hashem. That's what you are. You have a neshama. Your neshama is, this is the pasuk in uh, Iyov. He says, "Uma chilek eloika. Part of God, Mi Ma'al. That means you have a part of God from above, which is why it says, Boni Matem Lashem elekechem. You know when you have a lot of kids, and then you're like, Okay, so drop one. <laughs> What's the big deal? A while back we were flying to uh, Florida, we took a family trip, and on the way we got to the airport. And, uh, I have a lot of kids, and when you buy tickets, you can't buy tickets, you have to buy... um, The only way to buy tickets is by buying, uh, you know, on a group. So anyway, I went to the travel agent, said, could you please book these tickets for us? So we're going, and we arrive at the airport, and there were three groups of tickets. So my son, who was then maybe 11, He looks at the tickets and he says, okay, where's mine? Where's my boarding card? So we go to group one, and he wasn't there. So I said, no, don't worry, it's the next one. Then I'm downloading group two, boarding card, he's not there. Then I downloaded group three, and I was like, oh no, now we got problems. And uh, yeah, he wasn't in group three. So I'm like, how do you forget a kid? Like, ouch. The reason is because There's a grandkid who was flying with, and he has the same name, but a different last name. So the travel agent decided to put the baby instead of the child. So we're flying, say they tell me, no, sorry, the flight is full. But don't worry, we can send him tomorrow. He can go to a different airport and figure out a way, and he'll fly there also, and it's fine. And um, yeah, I was working very hard to keep sanity and keep normal. And Baruch Hashem, Hashem helped, and by the end, a, pl- a place became available, and he got on the flight, but it wasn't pretty. So um, that's what it's like when you forget one child, one single solitary lamb, one single solitary Jew. Now think about this, right? So what does that mean? So if you're special, do you feel special, or do you feel if I become a in Kanievsky, then I'm worthwhile, and if I become Rebbetzin me or not Rebbetzin at all, then no good, right? So what is special about you do you feel special try this every morning there is a meditation you do in the morning you know what the meditation is it's called Elikai tehorahi. what does that mean you say this in the morning Hashem. the soul you put inside me is pure you created it you formed it you blew it into me and you keep it inside me. you know how I know I'm special? Because there's only one way for me to exist. The only way I can exist is if Hashem, Almighty God, decides to allow me to exist. You see, He's breathing a breath of life into me right now as we speak. That's why I exist. So what you want to do every single day is get in touch with what it means to be you. Which means you want to look at yourself and say, This is unbelievable. Hashem, the Almighty God, chose me, and He chose to manifest Himself and to reveal Himself through me, and I am His only child, and I am the one He cares about. And, by the way, bishvili nivra which means, all the problems, everything I see around there was created for me to make for Hashem a home in this world. So that means Hashem doesn't hurt me, doesn't cause me harm. Hashem loves me, everything is designed for me. Because I'm his child, everything is designed for me. So the purpose of all problems and struggles, what is it? For me to change and transform and make it into a better place. It is critical to wake up every morning and meditate on this. Does it make sense why? Do you see the point? When you wake up in the morning and you don't think about why you are special and why you are important, what happens? You can fall easily. So there was a very holy Rebbe, his name was Rebbe <coughs> Meir Premishlan. Rebbe Meir Premishlan um, used to go down to the mikveh. The mikveh was in a stream, in a spring, in the bottom of the mountain. And he used to go down every day from very high up on the mountain, he used to walk all the way down, down the mountain, and even in the frigid, ice-cold conditions. And he used to march, like walk, a fast walk, a brisk walk. So there were two young guys who were masculine, they were called. That means they were from the Enlightenment movement. They didn't believe so much in any holiness. And they were wondering, how does an old man like Ramir Premishlan succeed in walking down every single day with a brisk walk and doesn't ever fall? So they were like, we're going to follow him we're going to do the same thing. So they also marched down. And what happened? Very quickly, they slipped on the ice and they broke their bones and they fell down and they had to go to hospital and they were out cold for a long time. When they came back afterwards, they said, "Rebbe, we don't understand. How could it be that we, who are young and energetic, fell down and couldn't do this? And you, an old man, successfully walk that path every single day. How do you do that? You know what the mayor answered? It's Yiddish. I'll say it in Yiddish. Anyone speak Yiddish? No one? Ouch. Um, he said, me is verbunden oyben, men unten which means if you are bound up if you are connected up you don't fall down if you're not connected up you fall down he says I don't walk down the mountain I have like a what's it called a fa- I'm fastened in a seat belt and I'm up you know those like when you walk down when you go down a a harness, yes, thank you. When you go bungee jumping, you're not really jumping, you're just connected up, you're not really falling. So I harness myself up to Shemaim, to heaven, and therefore I'm not really walking down the mountain, I'm, I'm being carried down. But if you're not connected, you're going to fall right away. That is the root cause of mental health challenges nowadays. Do you get what I'm saying? means like this Hashem created you perfect he created you as his only child and he loves you and he cares about you and you're the, the you are perfection as is now babies if you see a baby and they sad, what do you say you're like what's wrong if you see an adult and they sad, that's okay But if you see an adult and they're happy, what do you say? Why are you happy? (laughs) Isn't that weird? strange. Adults are not supposed to be happy. you are just walking around excited. You're like, what are you happy about? But little babies? Have you ever seen a sad baby? They're sad if they can't get something. Then they go right back to being happy. Why is that? Because a baby believes they don't know about anything else they weren't taught about other things yet so they believe in themselves they feel their own lives coming from from mommy i feel her and i feel hashem i just feel me i don't think about things when you grow older you get a brain you know what the problem with the brain is brains are amazing amazing tools if they're used as tools but if you take the brain and you forget that it's a tool In other words, you become sophisticated so you say, well, maybe, maybe Hashem doesn't care about me. Maybe I don't even matter and those kind of questions. What they do to you is destroy your sense of inner being. What you want to do is connect yourself every single day up. Do you know how you connect yourself up? This is the hardest thing in the world. What you need to do? is just sit there without any gadget. It's just to sit, to sit and to meditate. Have you ever done meditation? That's what davening is. Davening is And you just think about the words. You let the words seep into you. And then you become, you accrue the power of the baby. You basically become just connected, wow. Hashem, you gave me this Nishama and I'm feeling myself and I'm feeling you and I just feel connected to you. Can I ask you a question? Does anyone here have the power to sit on their own? For more than... What's the max time you can sit on your own and just think? Yeah? Wow, that's amazing. Does anyone have a difficulty with sitting on their own? What?
1: And that's what I'm talking about, I, like, I'm really bad, Like I can't
0: sleep and I don't have any devices with to me when I'm sleeping, so I just have to sit there and go. So what do you do when you're sitting there? Just think. Oh. Now here's the problem, right? When you think, so forget the devices. This is a device. This little thing inside here, that ball, is a device. What does it do? When you're on your own, what are you thinking about? Here's what happens, right? And be careful of this. What's wrong with um, let's not talk about movies. Let's talk about just the news. What's wrong with listening to the news? And you're just hearing factual things about what's happening out there, just facts about what's going on out there. Is there something wrong with that? Mm-hmm.
1: Um like always you hear whether it's like whether it's right wing or left wing. On other
0: right and it's never the news that's one thing never because by definition human beings are not supposed to know everything you're not meant to know you can't know everything because there's bad things happening all the time by definition it's a big world and there's good awesome amazing things happening all the time news is not good things when someone was born that doesn't make it into the news when someone that makes it into the news, right? So by definition, it's trying to prey on you. Now what's wrong with a movie? You see the problem? A good, wonderful, like, kosher movie. What's wrong with it? What's wrong is, it's someone's brain, which has an idea, and they're trying to get to grab your attention for that idea. And you'll say, but I just want to relax. Yeah? What's wrong with learning about other
1: people's ideas or becoming aware of other
0: people's ideas? Great. There is nothing wrong with learning about other people's ideas. When? When you're comfortable in your own. You you should. You should know what's happening with everybody else. But when you're sitting over there looking for entertainment, again, I'm, I'm not suggesting that, you, that we're perfect yet. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying we're perfect. I'm just saying, let's just understand factually what it is, right? This doesn't mean, oh, so now you shouldn't watch anything. I, I, I didn't say that. That we can deal with another time. Talk about step by step, just to understand what's wrong. When you're sitting over there bored and you say, I want to be entertained. So that means I need someone to fill a void that I'm missing. Now admittedly, most of us are going to say, I don't know what to do with myself when I'm on my own and I'm bored. So I need to be entertained. So don't say it. you're learning about someone else now. You're learning about you now. You're filling a void inside you. And now you're entering dangerous turf because Zusha is meant to be Zusha. And the moment you're allowing other things to come into your heart and your brain, you're no longer now receiving your sustenance from within, one second, right? Now what that does to you is it causes your brain to get its decision about what it is and what makes me valid and worthwhile from somewhere else not from within right now the news anything in the world right is designed it's called marketing you know what marketing means marketing means everything they are paying billions and trillions of dollars to market the definition of marketing means that I'm going to have to sell you to make you more interested in this. In order to do that, I have to pray on a very deep psychological level inside you. Every movie is doing that. Every item of news is doing that. Every page on the internet is doing that. It's trying to access your souls. Because if you don't have one second, if you don't have your soul, you're not going to be interested. So I got to get to your soul. So every single thing out there is trying to access your soul. Now, theoretically, if you decide, listen, I want to know what happened in the World War II at this and this point. You go look for it, you discover, good, you look. And that's it, you look for your information that you wanted and you walk back. Wonderful. Now you just found what you wanted, you were looking for information. But you know what happens when you go there. You go there and they're looking to lure you into another page and another page. And before you know it, you're on there for an hour surfing and you're trying to find, and one thing leads to another, and who knows where you go. What that's doing to you, and I'm talking about the most kosher stuff, is it's chiseling at your soul. It's eroding your inner being. Okay, yes? What if you're comfortable with yourself in fragility, like, you, you don't want to watch a movie for distraction, You're just it's something that you enjoy. It's just like, like it's not because you're trying to
1: distract yourself from this and this and this, it's just like is right, right. so let's
0: just go deeper for a second into that, right? I want you just to just to understand the facts, right? So there's a pasuk in Mika Hanavi where he says He says um, Here's the pasuk. It's, we read this on this is the Haftaira of um, What's it called of uh, Shabbos Shuvai? so he says Ani kibrosh ra'anan. Hashem says I I'm like a brosh, what's a brosh? A brosh is a tree, and it's like um, a beanstalk, I think it's called. So it's a huge, huge, tall tree, but when it grows, it's like a fresh sapling It grows. So it can be a hundred feet tall, but it's not strong, it doesn't have bark. So what you could do is you could just bring it down, all the way down. And then, imagine, you decide to bring it all the way down and then you tie something to the top of the tree and then you let it go and you shoot it up. What's going to happen? You let go, this thing's going to go whoosh, flying high, right? Make sense? You got the analogy? That's the Nabi's analogy. Hashem says, Ani, I am like the brush Ranan. I'm like the fresh sapling. What does that mean? You got to market it be. You have to think, okay, I'm a Jew. You can't just take, I'm a Jew. You have to take the, I'm a Jew, a small concept, and you have to whisk it all the way up so that it becomes meaningful to you. The more you ponder, the more you reflect on how amazing it is, how awesome it is to be a Jew, to be a child of Hashem, the more you reflect on it, the more you meditate, the more, the more meaningful it becomes, right? Hold on. So you want to you wanna allow that to marinate and to, to resonate with you. Conversely, right, what does negativity do? It's called, have you heard of this? You know what this is? Kafakela. Anyone heard of Kafakela? You know what that
1: is?
0: Heard of it? What? It's a punishment, right. What is a punishment? It's ping-pong. It says when the neshama, when the soul goes to the next world, so sometimes they go to Gehenna, And sometimes the punishment, one of the worst punishments you can get is kafakela. What's kafakela? It's ping pong. Basically, two angels stand on two sides of the world. They take the soul and they yank it for one side of the world, and then he throws it back, and the neshama falls apart in the process. And that's like harsh for the neshama. Right. Now, in case you're thinking already now, no one's playing ping pong with a soul. Because souls are spiritual, they're not physical. Can't play ping pong with a spiritual thing. So, what does this mean? It means that they throw you out to another space. You get thrown out. That's called marketing. What does marketing do? It takes a concept, right? Like, are you scared of Iran attacking? Anyone scared? If you watch the news and you Google Iran, in, in two minutes flat, you'll be petrified of what's going on. So the idea is to take some concept, and to throw it, and make it huge, and market it. What we're trying to do is take what it means to be a Jew and make it big. What they're trying to do is take fear, anxiety, worry, and market it and make it big. Make no mistake. Everything you're reading in the world does this to you. It's a kafakela. It's a punishment. It basically takes ridiculous little things and makes you anxious over them. If you're worried about a nuclear attack, then you, and it's very possible, don't get me wrong, it's very possible, but if you're worried about it, that's your worry in life, then you've just been attacked by someone trying to market something huge to you. So here's the core of the issue. What's wrong with watching, with getting your entertainment and getting your sense of being from somewhere else? What's wrong is you're eroding at the sense of well-being of you. Now I'm not answering. Question of, like, what if I don't know? I want to watch a. I want to read a book. I want to read Harry Potter. I want to read. I want to know. And forget if it's kosher or not. I have no idea if Harry's kosher. Hope he's kosher. But if you want to read a kosher book, and it's a wonderful thing, before you go to anything, just know the facts so that. Even if you're going to do the, do the thing and do something wrong, before you do it, just understand what's going on. And what's going on is there is someone else who's telling you what makes you, what brings you happiness and what brings you sustenance. Now, most people today are going to say, What should I do? I, I shouldn't go watch... Uh, I, I, I should just stay and just think about my nishama all day long. I don't know how to do that. Good. So at least spend 2 minutes doing it. And the more you spend, the better it becomes. It's not double or nothing. I'm not watching anything from now on. No. Spend another minute every day monitoring yourself. Okay. Yes. I, like I can't hear. I feel like regardless of whether or not you're finding these things from watching things or whatever, like, like, like today's day and age, like this world like, is crazy and like, you can literally just walk outside and be exposed to this. Yes.
1: Anything that's bringing you joy, what? I, I
0: just, I just want just to clarify to you, anything that's bringing you joy, right, is designed by people who are, they are looking deliberately to find ways and means to bring you joy, including your phone, which gives you a dopamine rush every time you get a text from someone, it's designed to erode at your soul, because if you get dopamine rushes from texts, that's an illness already right there, right? A good, one sec, Good question. So that's called Achshar Dori. Achshar Dori means that, you know, our ge- generations go like this. They go down, 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 down. And actually, they're becoming more kosher. Achshar Dori, the generations are becoming more kosher. Because if Hashem gives you more of a challenge, it means He also believes that you have more power to overcome the challenge. So that's why there's nothing wrong with us today that we have crazy mental, mental health challenges. If we have texts coming and making us excited, text. Forget everything else. How do you expect us to be normal? But Hashem doesn't give you a challenge unless you can handle it. So Hashem believes that our generation actually has more power than any other generation. Yes? What's
1: wrong with getting
0: a dopamine rush from text? What's wrong with getting a dopamine rush from anywhere? is that you're getting it? someone else, you're, you're, you need someone else. If you're getting your euphoria from another source, from outside, that means you are relying on that source. For example, if I need you to give me compliments, then you can also critique me. But that happens without Yes, it does. It does. It happens all the time. So why is, is it
1: worse it? now? One
0: second. Why is it worse now? Because you didn't have a phone 20 years ago. 10 years ago, you didn't have, you didn't have WhatsApp. Correct. We always had this thing about relying on others just got progressively worse. But let's just summarize the point for today. Do you have to be... I want to just answer this question quickly. So the question was, do you have to feel... No, there was a the question. Um, sorry, quickly. Oh, are we supposed to strive to a specific levels? I compare myself to Kanievski? No. Compare yourself to Rebbson, you. And do you have to feel guilty for doing something fun? Um, I um, um, have to feel guilty? Never should feel guilty. No. Just notice what you're doing, <laughs> right? Just notice who you are and what determines... Okay, that's a whole different question. I see we didn't do that one. But the point is that when you find from within yourself, just to be aware of getting from within yourself. This was not about don't ever now read any books and don't ever do anything else. Nope. That's a whole different conversation. We're going to work on ourselves to see how we can find, how we can look for the book for what I want to get and not that the book should give me what it it wants to get, but at least for one thing, that we should just be aware that who we are and the more we're able to sit with ourselves a little bit and daven, the more resilient and strong and powerful we become to deal with all the onslaught of challenges out there. One sec, you're asking based on what we just learned?
1: No. I think a gen- you know, general, general question. General. No, what? Depression. School made us. Someone said something to me and I was like, but I'm not on that level yet. I'm not ready for it yet. Like, and they're forcing me to do it. Right.
0: Like, so what you like want to do, you do... Right, so it's very difficult because you feel the peer group pressure of doing something from someone else, right?
1: No, I'm forcing. I have to do it. Right. So, yeah.
0: so that's why it's first of all important to get in touch with yourself. To be able to strengthen your own inner core To know who you are and what you're about, what makes you special. Not to receive your sense of well-being from someone else. That's the first point. Now that's so difficult. It's not like easy, it's not happening so simple. But you want to begin with just being able to receive, to get your sense of who you are from you. For starters. And then slowly work from there.